my Twitter posts, what do you call those? Tweets, get about nine views each, which is eight more than I thought they got. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Elon Musk dropped in in the middle of the latest All In podcast. And I want to say, if you're middle management in corporate America, or I mean, I doubt any upper management is listening to my podcast, but if you're that, then all you people, you should be listening to All In. Like, it will give you talking points. I don't know if executives or whatever, business people go to the gym or see each other at the gym anymore like the old days, but... You know, if, if, you, if you want to have something to say that'll make you sound cool, then if you listen to All In, you'll always have something cool to say, business-wise. Like, I have a friend. He uh, he has an Ivy League MBA. He worked at Goldman Sachs right before the crash. He was His job, everyone was getting half a million dollar um, bonuses, but he got his job right before the 2008 crash. And he lost his job, and he never got the half-million-dollar bonus. But anyways, he can say that he worked at Goldman Sachs, you know, at one point. And I just remember talking to him, and he just had a lot of lingo that, I guess, you know, New York millionaire business people use. The only one I remember, because I ain't one of those people. I live in the woods and, and broke. But um, net, net. You know, and this is circa 2008, so... I'm sure business people have moved on, but just, he was always going around saying net, net, which was like, it meant like, you know, the bottom line, you know, the net is what's important when you're a business, how much money you make. And then the net, net is the super important thing. Like on all in, they're always talking about riffs, RIFs. I'm not sure what those are, but you know, and I'm not a business person, so who cares? I'm not trying to look cool, but I would listen to the podcast, and I would look up a few of the acronyms, like RIFs. I think it's Reduce in Force? I don't know. Basically, it means firing people. You want to be cool and know how many people to fire. Or like, oh yeah, my department, man, you could riff it in half, or however you... I don't know. I'm not using it right, but you get the idea. But I got something wrong with my eyes. They get dry if I try and like read Twitter or Facebook for a long time. So basically, I just I stay away from social media. I post a link to my latest podcast... I think it has zero effect. I think zero listeners listen to my podcast because I post my link on Twitter. But I use Twitter, and that you know that's the extent of it. But because I do a podcast maybe five times a week, it does mean I go on to Twitter five times a week. And so they added a feature recently, which is the number of views that your, I don't know, each, tw- each tweet garners. I don't know why I'm getting fancy and saying garners. How many views each tweet gets? And so this is something that you previously could not figure out on Twitter. Like, you could see how many followers people have. So, you know, you, you know, if someone had a million followers, you're like, well, I guess thousands, hundreds of thousands of people probably are reading this person. I mean, you don't know. But now you know. And for instance, for me, I see that maybe nine people see my tweets. So, I mean, that was good to know. Like, I didn't know. Like, if it had been one person saw each of my tweets... I believe it. I would have believed that number. So nine. That's nine times as much as how how little I thought people were seeing it. And this is a feature that YouTube has. So you can see how many subscribers someone has. I'm just going to mention something. I don't, I don't know if you ever remember the King of Random, but he was, he's dead now, but he was a humongous YouTuber, one of the biggest YouTubers probably seven years ago. And then he created a business where 
basically he he wanted to hang out with his family, and so he had his YouTube channel, The King of Random, and then he just hired some people to do the stuff that was needed to do. They did like science experiments and whatnot. And so I'm going to guess that, that The King of Random has maybe 5 million, 10 million subscribers. But over the year, well, first off, he died in like a skydiving accident or paraglider or something. And then, so they have like two main hosts. It's kind of, I'll tell you what it was exactly like. It was like Mythbusters. So it was a YouTube channel that was like a copy of Mythbusters. And so they had two people on there that were the hosts. And that went on for many years, and then there was some sort of shakeup, and they fired those two people because it was just a business. The guy was dead. They just ran the YouTube channel like a business, and then they hired some other people. And then, I mean, no one watches it. I don't watch it. The two people, I mean, the original guy was the best, and then it was a step down to the two people that replaced him. But that went on for years, and it was still pretty good. And then they replaced them with like a team of nobodies that, or whatever, people that just sucked. And then, anyways, the whole thing went to shit. But here's here's what I'm the point is that it has maybe 10 million subscribers, but each video that they put out today, if they're even still doing it, gets like 10,000 views. Like, I watch a lot of YouTube, and I'm probably subscribed to 200 channels, and YouTube knows which ones I still want to watch. You know, I don't go and clean house and remove all the old ones. And so, you know, YouTube gives me like the the 20 latest ones. You know, it doesn't... It, I'm subscribed to King of Random from seven years ago. It is not even... Put those into my feed i'd have to go looking for them which i don't but i guess my point is is that so youtube has the number of subscribers and it also has the number of views for each video which is actually much more useful or you need to know both of them or something and then twitter didn't have that they just had the number of subscribers and you had to guess at the number of views but now they've added that and i don't know if you know but youtube is like the i think it's the number one website in the world like you know, if you're doing social media, YouTube, it doesn't seem like it, but it's a form of a social media website. And if, you, if, you, if you're going to copy a, a social media website, you could do a lot worse than copying YouTube because they are crushing everyone else. And so one or two of the all-in podcast guys, there's four of them, uh, were members of the, I want to say Twitter, of the PayPal Mafia. Couldn't think of it. And that's just basically a bunch of guys who made a shitload of money creating PayPal. Elon's the most famous. Peter Thiel's number two. David Sachs, who's one of the all-in guys, is number third most famous, I would say. And I think if you look at the net worth of the PayPal mafia, it's like $200 billion. And then all the way down to a half a million. You know, some, some of those people didn't get any money out of it, even though they were there originally. But two of the all-in podcast guys have been helping Elon with Twitter. I think I think we're six weeks in, six, seven weeks into Elon buying Twitter, and they've been helping him. I think not as paid consultants or definitely not as Twitter employees, just as friends. And let me tell you, if you're just a friend of the richest man on earth, somehow money will fall in your lap. But so David Sachs apparently recommended something that they're going to implement at Twitter, or they say they are, which is... You may have heard of the blue check mark. That means you're like a big dog on Twitter if you got one. It used to be that, you know, Twitter decided who could get one. You couldn't ask for one. And mostly it's woke journalists who got it. Plus celebrities and, you know, famous politicians and CEOs. But Elon wants to sell that thing for $8 a month. We'll see about that. 
But then what do you do? You know, like if you're a, I don't know, if you're the president, if you're the damn president of the United States, do you want to be mixed in with someone who pays $8 a month? Uh, probably not. And so what they're talking about doing is adding extra tags. So you can have your blue check mark and you can have something else. You can have a little thing that says NYT indicating that you work for the New York Times. And I guess the New York Times, I think Twitter and the New York Times will have to get together and the New York Times will okay who gets to say they work at the New York Times. You can't just say you work there. You have to actually work there or at least get the New York Times to agree to allow you to say you work there. And so I can see, you know, that's, it's kind of a gamification, you know, making something like a game, like a video game. Because I could, you know, I could see, you know, you, you got your little blue check mark, and then next to that you could have professor at a law school. And next to that it could be like, you know, consultant for the FBI. And next to that, uh, pundit on MSNBC. I don't know. I don't know why I come up with a woke person. And you could have a right-wing thing, you know, been on Tucker Carlson, who knows. But basically, they'd be like little badges you could collect. And then some people could collect a whole bunch of badges and be like, whoa, it's not just a blue check mark. This guy's got a. It'd be kind of like those medals that the generals put on their uh, uniforms that are like getting ridiculous nowadays. I think like Dwight Eisenhower, who was in charge of all of World War II, had like a couple things on his uniform. And now some guy who's like in charge of buying toilets has like his whole chest covered in medals. Another interesting thing they mentioned was that apparently there's you know just so there you know so there's an idea whatever you know you can look at the views you can have you can be verified as a New York Times or Disney you can be a Disney employee right you could be a member of the Screen Actors Guild anyways you get the idea there but apparently the people who work at Twitter have thought of these things before like you know over the years over the years they've thought of these things before they've written up the code and then management, for whatever reason, never implemented them. So you buy Twitter, you're actually sitting on a whole bunch of different things that you can try out. Like if you're a cool business person, what they call Twitter, they call it the product. Or at least, you know, what, what you see at home on your computer screen, they're like, oh, that's the product. They're like, oh, we're looking for ways to improve the product. And what else do they say? Uh... I mean, there's definitely been some criticism of Elon Musk by the mainstream media. I'm sure my friend, my, my woke older lady friend the other day, she told me a joke. I can't remember the joke, but it involved Elon Musk, Trump, and Hitler. Like they walked into a bar or something. So anyways, that's, <laughs> that's if you listen to the mainstream media, like that's your impression of Elon Musk now. He's like Trump. He's like Hitler. So money talks and bullshit walks. If he... You know, you're, you're, you're like Hitler, and you lose all your money, then, you know, dustbin of history for you. But if woke people call you like Hitler, and, you you know, you turn Twitter into a super profitable company, then, I mean, you, know, you look a lot better if you make a lot more money. And then Elon was kind of talking about that, not the Hitler joke, but um, he was saying, yeah, I've made some mistakes. I've made some mistakes. And he says... We're, you know, he's, I don't know if he's a baseball fan or not. He's from South Africa. But anyways, he's like, we're swinging for the fa They're trying for home runs. I think, that was, I think that's the phrase he used, home runs. And he said, him and Twitter, his idea for Twitter is they're going for home runs. They're going to make a bunch of small mistakes in their search for giant home run hits. And he also said, 
I'm new here. Come on. I've only been here for six weeks. Like, you know, I'm, what, do you, what do you expect? I'm going to make some mistakes. I've only been here for six weeks, which I thought was kind of interesting. I mean, I feel like every, you know, I feel like the probably my expectation, the media's expectation is like, oh, you got to be perfect from day one. Anyways, apparently his <laughs> mentality is, yeah, I'll figure it out. I've only been here a little while. And another thing, David Sachs was talking about his views. And he said he, he did a tweet like the previous day and he got one and a half million views on his tweet. I, don't know, I didn't mention this, right? A lot of people like, re- I don't know if they even read your tweet. The tweet goes in front. The tweet goes in front of them, like you're scrolling through, and so that was one of the things that you scrolled past. That's what a view is. Doesn't mean you read it, and it certainly doesn't mean that you clicked on it and replied or commented or thumbs up or that's YouTube. But anyways, like I, I had a you, well, I have a YouTube channel, and anyways, maybe I think I had like a three percent click through rate, which was. They would show my video along with a ton of other videos to thousands, you know, thousands, hundred thousand people, and three percent of them would actually click on my video, and then that doesn't even mean they watch the whole thing, but at least they started to watch it. But in any case, apparently David Sachs was, you know, he's he's pretty famous. He must have a million subscribers or whatever. But he was comparing himself to the New York Times. And so apparently the New York Times has many more followers, not subscribers, followers. But then when the New York Times puts out a tweet, barely anyone views it. And I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe that's because, well, you know, I don't know why that is. But he was saying that he was getting 10 times as many views as the New York Times. And I watch a guy on YouTube, uh, The Quartering, like, I think it's named after, you know, quartering is where you tie a horse to each arm and each leg and then you hit the horses on the rumps until they pull you apart, you know, like back in the old days. But anyways, the quartering YouTube channel. And he'll talk about, he talks about, whatever, he's anti-woke kind of guy. And he'll talk about how he gets more views in a day than the CNN YouTube channel, for instance. And it is kind of interesting to... Look at like the social media presence of various giant corporations like CNN or whatever, Boeing, and compare it to, I mean, there'll be like some girl who just does makeup tutorial videos and she'll get, you know, I'm going to make it up, you know, a hundred times more views than CNN. Well, let's, let's, let's dial that back 10 times, you know, so there'll be some 22-year-old girl who does makeup tutorials. I'm sure she's smoking hot. And she'll get 10 times as many views as CNN. And yet, you know, she's a millionaire. She's making a million dollars a year off of that kind of thing. And then CNN is a giant corporation with a budget of, you know, $100 million each year. So it's, it's, a, little, it's a little funny. As the internet is coming in and pushing everything aside or making everything, you know, as people get rid of cable and go onto the internet... Like, changes are afoot. There was a recent video of a meeting for the Washington Post where some some guy got up and he said, um, we're going to do a bunch of layoffs. And then the whole crowd of Washington Post like reporters like stood up and like, what do you mean layoffs? When are you doing them? How's it going to go? And he's like, uh, you'll get a memo. And he like walks out of the room. So it's going to be what, interesting to see what happens because I think I described it before, but basically cable subscription fees 
that's why CNN has a $100 million budget and some girl putting on makeup only gets a million dollars. It's because it's coming from cable. If you take away the cable subscription fees, then that girl is worth 10 times as much as all of CNN put together on the internet. And so that day is coming where people, you know, people vote with their eyeballs, they vote with their views and they're clicking. So, yeah, anyways, that's what's up. Other facts, I think he took the number of employees at Twitter from 7,500 down to 2,000, trying to make it profitable because he overpaid for the thing because he put in the bid right before this recent uh, stock price crash and had to pay for it after the crash. But they ask him, like, you know, how did you know it was going to be that many people that you could get rid of and the thing would still, Twitter would still work just fine? And he's like, well, I tried to imagine, you know, exactly how many people are needed to run Twitter. And one of the all-in guys, he's like, I, I think, the, you know, the number to that is probably just hundreds. So basically, you know, hundreds, call that a thousand. If it's 900, nine hundreds, then it's a thousand. So, and that's probably right. You just, you know, there's servers, whatever. It's computers. You need some people to compete the, keep the computers working. But the other interesting thing he said is that they still have, Twitter still has 5,000 contract workers. They're, you know, they're not official Twitter employees are subcontracted out. People in India or China, I don't know. I don't know where they're at. India, probably. But basically, those are the people who read Twitter stuff to make sure you're not saying, I don't know, not putting on child porn or not doing the wrong kind of Nazi stuff. Anyways, it's interesting. So Twitter went from 7,500 down to 2,000, but they still got 5,000 people who are reading Twitter in some third world country censoring stuff. Twitter handle at anti-woke podcast and thanks for listening.